chapter number 11 is it's a raw it's a long read but we are here because of God hallelujah the Bible says now a certain man was sick Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister mother it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick therefore the sister sent to him saying Lord behold he whom you love is sick when Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it now Jesus loved mother and her sister and Lazarus so when he heard that he was sick he stayed two more days in the place where he was then after this he said to the disciples please let us go to Judea again the disciples say to him Rabbi lately the Jews sought to stone you and you are going there again Jesus answered are there not 12 hours in the day if anyone walks in the day he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world but if one walks in the night he stumbles because the light is not in him these things he said and after that he said to them our friend Lazarus sleeps but I go that I may wake him up then his disciples said Lord if he sleeps he will get well however Jesus spoke of his death but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep then Jesus said to them plainly Lazarus is dead and I'm glad for your sake that I was not there that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him then Thomas who is called the twin said to his fellow disciple let us also go that we may die with him so when Jesus came he found that he had already been in the tomb for days now Bethany was near Jerusalem about two miles away and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother then mother as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming went and met him but Mary was sitting in the house now mother said to Jesus Lord if you had been here my brother will not have died turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor neighbor this is a common statement but even now I know that whatever you ask of God God will give you Jesus said to her your brother will rise again mother said to him I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me though he may die he shall live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die he who believes in me though he may die shall live and whoever lives and believes so you can believe and live and you can live to believe hallelujah uh, in me shall never die do you believe this she said to him yes Lord I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God who is to come into the world and when she had said this thing she went her way and secretly called Mary her sister the teacher has come and is calling for you as soon as she heard that she rose quickly and came to him now Jesus had not yet come into town but was in the place where mother met him then the Jews who were with him in her house and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out followed her saying she's going to the tomb to be there then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him she fell down at his feet and said uh, uh, saying to him Lord if you had been here my brother will not have died you see both sisters insisted on that statement 
Ah, let me not go ahead of myself, but there is a place in life you reach and you feel he is as if he has delayed. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The shortest verse in scripture, but carries a great mystery. We can preach on Jesus wept even today. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man, now even the people are concerned, who opened the eyes of the blind, also have kept this man from dying. My goodness, people can look at you and feel, the God you serve, why is he not coming through? Then Jesus said again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Mother, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, not that you are hearing me. The prayer was made before he came, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I say this that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. Tell your neighbor you can be alive but with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. We can sit. Hallelujah. It is a long scripture, but we are going to believe God that the time we have will be able to uh, do what I call Bible exegesis. The name Lazarus means God has helped. The name Lazarus means God has helped. It does not mean God will help. It means that God has helped. Now, it is amazing that in this story we are given the name of the victim. In many Bible stories, we are all, always given the, the situation of the victim. But in this particular story, we are given the name of the victim because this was not just another ordinary man in the territories of Israel. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. And the house of Mary and Martha Bethany was a house that Jesus loved to visit. When you go to the book of Luke chapter number 10 from 38 to 48, you will come upon a story where Jesus visited this particular home in Bethlehem. And, and this is where we find Martha in the kitchen and Mary under the feet of Jesus. One was preparing a meal, the other one was partaking from another meal because Jesus is the bread of life. And in this conversation of meals, it was a language of priority. It was not that what Martha was doing was wrong, but it looked like the position that Mary chose was the best position at that particular time. And so that tells you this was not an ordinary family, but it is a family that Jesus was comfortable to retreat to. So this family was special to Jesus and also the people were special to him. Are we together? And, and this is the only house that ministered to Jesus as 
God and his man because Mary took care of the human need and mother took care of the divine need. One worshipped as the other one prepared a meal. And this became the only house that accommodated him as divinity wrapped up in humanity. Are we together? And so he was comfortable to visit this house. But again in this house, there was a brother and this brother is Lazarus and this brother was a friend of Jesus. And we begin to look at this uh, in verse 2. We are introduced to Mary, to Mary. Mary is introduced because the writer wants you to know which mother and which Mary. Now there are no dealings that are captured about mother. But there is a dealing captured about Mary. That when Mary was introduced in chapter 2 in verse 2 it says, It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrance. Meaning that there were many Marys in Jerusalem. But there was one specific Mary that did something to Jesus. And that thing stood out. It was that Mary. Hallelujah. It was that Mary. What did he do? He anointed the feet of the Lord with oil. This was when she went to repent. The story is there in the book of Luke chapter number 7, 36 all the way to 50. That Jesus goes to the house of a Pharisee. Luke 7, 36 to 50. Luke, the Bible says Jesus goes to the house of a Pharisee and a woman with an unclean spirit, a woman with, with who did not have a good lifestyle shows up in that house. And that woman went to the feet of Jesus, cried upon the feet, wiped the feet with her tears and her hair and poured oil on the feet of Jesus. This woman was a prostitute. This Mary was a prostitute. In Luke chapter number 8 verse 2, we see that seven demons were cast out of her. How they counted the demons, I don't know, but it is there. Luke, the Bible says, And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmity, Mary called Magdalene, out of him had come seven demons. This is that Mary who got delivered by pouring oil on the feet of Jesus. I was looking at this scripture and I was asking myself, is there a divine activity that can accompany your name? Is there something we can say about you that is connected to eternity? Or are you just Mary? Is there something we can say that that Mary, the one that poured, the one that poured oil on the feet of Jesus. There is another man in 2 Kings chapter number 3, 11, who was not just known by his name, but there was an action attached to his name. 2 Kings 3, 11, the Bible says, but Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord here that they may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Sabbath is here. Who did what? Who who poured water on the hands of Elijah? My goodness, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you need to get tired of being called by the first name. There must be an activity in Zion that can be attached to your name. You cannot just be a statistics coming in the house of the Lord, sitting down, taking notes and shouting. There must be an assignment attached to your name that we can say it is that Mary who is always a nurse on that door. It is that Joseph who is always a worshiper. It is that Mary who cleans the church. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, from today, don't be a spectator. Become a participator. 
Leo wacha kukue na kitu cha kiungu kimeshikanishwa na jina yako. Bwana asifiwe. That we can we when we mention whatever you do we already know who that person is because no one else has ever done it locate your place in the kingdom and so they said it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick and then in verse 3 we see that the sisters sent to him saying Lord behold him whom you love him whom you love two things are very important i don't know people who don't know jesus how they survive when calamities come because you see mary and mother called jesus because there is a man who was sick listen all of us can go to the hospital all of us can be on the line going to theater but there is one that will tell the lord as i enter that theater my life is in your hands We are all facing the same situations but there are people who know God oh my Jesus them that okay we we will go through the same battles but there is a difference between men that can call Jesus and men that have no one to call ah we we are not disadvantaged i don't know how many times you've gone through troubles and the next thing you did was just to whisper a prayer and tell the lord i commit and surrender my life and this matter into your able hands it is good to have a relationship with jesus because there are times you will need to call him but there is a paradox here him whom you love they don't even need to when it is Jesus when 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 Jesus hears the house of Mary it is automatic there is a man in that house that is loved by Jesus they don't even need to say Lazarus is sick they just need to know when you tell him because someone was sent to tell him you just go and tell him you are coming from the house of Martha and Mary in Bethany okay if he's not very sure tell him the Mary that poured oil on his feet and tell him now the one that he loves in that house is sick i thought when god loves me i don't become sick i thought when god loves me i'm exempted from trouble but when i read the book of job that god is bragging with job that job is going through infirmities But in heaven job is saying have you considered my servant job hi there are situations as you go through them god is looking at you and saying that's my son i know he can never bow down to idols i can entrust him with the cup of affliction jesus said to the sons of zebedee concerning who sits on the right and the left that one is not me to decide but i know how it is decided in the book of revelation the bible says them that overcome shall sit with me them that overcome but he said it is not me to decide but he said what i know the cup i take is the cup you will take there is a cup in this kingdom called the cup of sorrow and the cup of affliction When Jesus was in the mountain of Gethsemane he cried he said Lord if it is possible take away this cup as long as you are born again carrying the cross there are times you will face a cup but it is not for your destruction it is for your glory if you want to locate a man's glory locate his story men have taken of this cup I know I don't sound like your pastor I know it matters but in the walk of salvation there is a cup called the cup of sorrow As long as you are a follower of Jesus you will partake of that cup But that cup does not kill you Jesus said it is time for the son of man to go to be 
glorified, not crucified. According to men, it was crucified. According to Jesus, it was glorified. Because how do I receive a name that is above all other names if I don't use the pathway of Calvary? Every man's story and every man that bears glory, there is a cup they partake. And so a friend of God, I feel like telling you, tell your neighbor a friend of God, Ah, friend of God does not have house rent. Oh, Jesus. Everyone knows you're an intercessor in that house, but they have locked your house. A friend of God. They know how you pray. They know how you serve the Lord. They see you in life church photos. They know you are born again, but you have no food. And even God himself says, I call them friends. But they are, you, you will now begin to understand there is a metamorphosis becoming from becoming a son of God to becoming a friend of God. When you are a son of God, it is a language of interdependence. Meaning that a son is entrusted with some responsibilities. But a friend is not just entrusted. A friend is entrusted with secrets. How many know you can have four children, but there is one you share secrets with. Okay, you, you are okay. You may not know. But I know. But only you are, you are in a family. Some of you, there are things you know that your brothers don't know. All of you are children in that home. But the problem is, you went beyond becoming a son and a daughter. You became a friend. You are the one that calls mama every week. You are the one that checks on the affairs of your father and once in a while will tell you my daughter my son you know there is something i want to tell you but don't tell anyone at that level you are not dealing with 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 what i call uh, um you are not dealing with just a relationship you are dealing with secrets and if lazarus has to be a friend of god the lord must prove that indeed lazarus is loved how does he prove this so a friend of god is sick and then Jesus receives the news and he and he says I, guys it's not unto death but the man dies is he lying and then you look at this story he delays he stays two days is that how friends work I thought when you are my friend and I'm going through a crisis and remember they say the disease is a serious one it is almost unto death and he sends them and tells them it's not unto death and then he, 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 he stays and delays for two days and then takes the journey and arrives after the burial has happened. He's not in the burial committee. He's not in the meeting because when I, okay, listen, when you lose a loved ones, it is people that are close come immediately. Now, the, the day the man dies and in the Jewish culture is like Islam, you die, you are buried the same day. And he knows because he's the all-knowing God. He says, this man, this disease is not unto death. And you see, we begin to interrogate the scripture. And we realize that when they sent for him, they did not doubt. They knew if he will come, he will deal with the disease. I I'm about to share something. Ah. In the level of healing, they didn't have a problem. In that level, they didn't have a problem. They knew, oh, ah, Jesus is our friend. Ah, Lazarus is sick, he's a small matter. Just call Jesus, he will come and fix the matter. But in the level of resurrection, they didn't know him. 
Let me be real. There, there are things you can't struggle to believe God for. There are things you enter prayer and one prayer you live smiling, you know he will do. I have seen him done before. But now there is a new challenge but you have never known he has the power to do it. If he is your friend, he must reveal things you don't know about him. You know him as a healer but you have never known him as the one that raises the dead. I'm talking to people who have no problem believing God for school fees but they have a problem believing God can heal. Because in the school fields level, you have interacted with him. That one is a walk in the park. And, and this one now begins to tell you why the statement, if you are here. Because we know you are a healer, but now it's too late. We've never known you can raise the dead. And you see that two sisters raised the same statement. They said, if you are here, he will not have died but if he has to be my friend he must know something ordinary people don't know <sighs> i want to tell you you guys are my sons and daughters but my wife knows things that you don't know because of the level of fellowship when you come in the inner circle there are things you also know that other members will not know are you getting me even you in your life there are people you sit down and talk for two hours and you share very personal secrets. And this is exactly where Jesus is leading this conversation. So he delays. And he takes time. And he does not go. Because according to heaven, there are three types of deaths. The first death is separation from God. The Bible says, Adam, when you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. In Genesis chapter number 2 and verse 17. When you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. But there is no burial in Eden. The man is still breathing and living. But at that level, there is a separation between man and God. Because now man does not meet God at the cool of the hour. So you can be in this service, breathing, living, adding weight. But according to God, you are dead. You are active on WhatsApp and TikTok, but you are dead. Why? Because you have no fellowship. At the cool of the hour, there is no encounter. No dealings with Zion. Because a compromise entered that separated, created a rift. The second death is the separation of your spirit and soul from the body. That is the second death and everyone will face that death if the trumpet delays. Where the soul and your body will live and we will bury the body but the soul and the spirit will enter into a new custody. Either paradise or a jail where, 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 where demons and and spirits are bound waiting for judgment. The afterlife is a reality. We don't preach it, but it is there. All of us will face death if the trumpet tarries. Allow me to say this in the next 100 years. I'm not a prophet of doom. You'll not be here. You'll be somewhere resting, either in peace or in pieces. The choice is all yours. Hallelujah. And the third death, which is a very serious death, is eternal separation from God. When a man dies without Jesus, there is no hope for that man. There is no hope. He's eternally separated because even in the day of judgment, he cannot be restored. There is nothing like purgatory. That was the early church conmanship. It is not there in the Bible. There is no place where people are 
poured and then you pray for them and then they transition. Jesus said, where Lazarus is and where the rich man is, there is a rift and no one can cross. Lazarus cannot go, neither the rich man. And I, and I read that scripture and I began to meditate about it. Jesus said, even if Moses comes, meaning that the story of Lazarus was an old story. Because why is Jesus talking about Moses in his age? It means it was an old story. That's why Abraham Bosom is there. Hmm. Okay, that's for another day. Now, you, you know, this matter of eternal separation from God, we have made it to be casual that because you are baptized and because you tithe, you know there are churches you can never be buried because you have a tithe penny. Yes, there are churches you cannot be buried. That is conmanship. Yeah, listen, the most important thing is your relationship with Christ. And after we bury you, after that, there is nothing else we can do. That's why we always tell you the decision is now. 70 years and 8 and 90 is like a blinking of an eye. That time elapses very fast. You need to take time to prepare for eternity. But men are taking time to prepare for 5, 60, 50 years. The life after is greater than the time we are living. That's the reality. And that emphasis must be there. So that every day you live as if it is your last day. You give it your all. Because remember also heaven we enter because of our labors on earth. So you don't sleep waiting for rapture. You don't dig a hole and say there are missiles coming and stay there and die poor. No. Where you are, God has planted you there. Where you are, you must wake up knowing this could be my last day and deliver. You, you are not sure of tomorrow. Yes, when the owner of oxygen comes, you'll know. Ah, somebody said when the roll call of heaven is taken and it was your day to show up, you can even sleep and not wake up. Because you need to be absent from here. Your time is up. Hallelujah. Yes, that's why we need to number our days and be serious. We have no time for Netflix. We have no time for TikTok. When you know you have 70, not even 70, I'm, a bishop called me and told me, no man can affect two generations. No man. He said, sir, labor in your generation because the next you won't affect it, no matter how anointed you are. And when David served the purposes of God, in his generation, he rested. Don't be deceived. Don't wake up at 65 and begin to say, I wish I had this gospel of purpose. Wake up now. Begin to do something now. Hallelujah. Tomorrow is not a guarantee. Put your effort now. Where the Lord has planted you. Rise and begin to work for him. Refuse to be a statistics. And refuse the status quo. Hallelujah. Ah, Jesus. So there are three days. And then uh, Jesus delays. I love Jesus. He's not in a hurry. And he says, you know, by the way, my friend is asleep. And we need to go and wake him up. And the disciples are wondering, Sir, should we go for a journey to wake the man? There are many other urgent, important matters. And he says, okay, Lazarus is dead. And I'm happy that I was not there. Because if I was there, I would have healed him. You can't die next to the well of life. I am happy I was not there. Why? So that we begin to see the statement here. That he says, Lazarus is dead and I am glad for your sake. That I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go. 
Meaning that this resurrection was also important to the disciples. That they may believe. And then they go to the journey. And they arrive in the house and the home. And the funeral of the Jews procession is that when you died, you were buried within the 24 hours. And then after that, they used to have one week of mourning. And they used to hire professional mourners. This is not a Kisumu thing. This thing began Kitambo. So they will hire some men to spice up the meeting with tears and wailing to show the importance of the matter. And so, when Lazarus died, they buried him. And day one, the man is in the tomb. And there is a reason why he came on the fourth day. In the culture of the day, they believed in 72 hours, the spirit and the soul was struggling to get back into the body. So they believed that the spirit was still around the area. Now when you go to Western, they know this language. When you begin to study the mystery of traditions and barriers, you'll know something spiritual. In Western, they must go around the grave to make sure that the spirit of the dead stays in the grave. They even buy blankets. Okay, you look at me strangely. Why, why is it that most of you cannot go through a graveyard? Okambio kunanjia ya graveyard ni fupi itakuleta life church. You can't pass that road. Because kikitu kineza hape. Especially at night. You'll go there saying the blood of Jesus. And these are dead men. Hallelujah. And so they believed after 72 hours that the spirits were still hanging around. So Jesus is dealing with all possibilities of doubting this miracle. So he does not come after 72 hours. He comes after four days. And in medical science they say your body begins to rot after three days. That's why prophecy says and the body of Jesus will not face corruption. That is why Jesus stayed in the tomb for three days. Otherwise, the fourth day, he would have begun to rot. And you see, the Jews never did embalming. They never took away the intestines or anything. You, when you died, you were buried fresh. Meaning that after four days, now things begin to erupt and you begin to rot. So he came at the climax of the mess. At that time, there was no tradition to suggest that the spirit is still hovering around. At that time, there was no, there was nothing that they could attach to it. Because the two resurrection stories were done when the dead were fresh. Jairus' daughter had just died as Jesus was healing the woman with the issue of blood. And then now there is the widow, the widow's sons from Naim. They met when they were going to, to a burial. And now here is a man, four days. Now, if they doubted the first two, they could not doubt this one. This one is a real dead. Dead. Decomposing. I, I want you to get the picture. You know, there is dead. Uh, there is dead, but there is dead decomposing. This is now the reality of what Ezekiel did, speaking to the dry bones. Because there is no life and flesh 
and, and nerves and neuroceptors. The, the brain, you know your brain is full of water. The first thing when you die, it, the, the water bursts out and the brain, that's why the head and the body begins to rot because now the elements in your inner being begin to die. So not only is there no consciousness, but even the fibers of that body were not there. And that's when Jesus shows up. And he finds people in their seventh day of mourning. Seven days. Professional mourners were there. People that were paid to produce tears. This made me even go to study about types of tears. Because I discovered tears are not genuine. When they talk about the crocodile tears, is that a crocodile sheds tears while eating its prey. So the crocodile has just captured mamba imeshika kitwikikula inalia. So those tears are not genuine. That's why they are called crocodile tears. Because they, that, that crocodile should be happy. But it, it is enjoying destroying another life. Do you know it's not everyone that enjoys with you? Not every tear is a tear to show compassion. Some tears are strange. There are three of them. I discovered there are three tears. Types of tears. The first one is called basal tear. Basal. B-A-S-A-L. You see, your eyes are very wet all the times. Okay? That's why your eyeball moves. That's why if, you, if, you, if your eyes are dry, your eyeball cannot move. So that, that's why your eyeballs move. And, and anytime there is a reaction like dust or tear gas, you'll cry. Because now that reaction affects the... The, 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 the level of liquid on your eyes, the basal, and that time you'll shed tears, but it's not from your heart, it's because of a reaction environmentally. And then we have emotional tears. These are genuine tears. They come after good or bad encounters. Have you ever watched a movie with a bad ending? And then you cry? Have you ever watched a movie with a good ending? And then you sense your eyes are wet. Or sometimes you are taking your vows and you can't stand that environment. You begin to cry. And then sometimes you're in a barrio and there are so much emotions. These ones are genuine. And these tears also heal. There, there, is a, there, there are chemicals and hormones that are triggered when these tears are shed. That's why there are times you cry and you sense healing. That's why men don't live long. Because they deny the privilege of these hormones to be released. They don't have emotional tears. And then we have reflex tears. Reflex tears. These are tears because of a response to external stimulus. Reflex tears. Tears as a response to external stimulus. Like a bad, yeah. Una blink na macho moja na moja blink and you are crying. Now that's reflex. Amo pitishwe kitungu. Yes. Sikuwa na umana katanga kitungu na helmet. Tango toxic masculinity. Reflex tears. Are we together? 
Now, <laughs> in this environment, you could not audit the tears. Because some were paid to cry. Some were paid to shed tears. But the Bible says, when Jesus arrived, the first thing they said unto him, if you are here, if you are here, he will not have died. And then he said, even now, if you believe, he's not dead. And the mother looks at Jesus and says, we have no problem. He says, do you believe that this man can live? And mother opened up what we call eschatology, the study of the end times. And says in our Torah and teachings in the synagogue, we hear that when the trumpet sounds, we'll come back to life. We believe in that resurrection. And Jesus looked at her and said, now listen, that resurrection is not an event, it's an appearance of a man. And that man is me. He never said, I have the power of resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. I am. Meaning that if the trumpet sounds and I don't show up, no one will come up. Okay. First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. Are you learning something? Yes. First Thessalonians 4. 16 to 17 I am for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ why will they rise first look at 17 let's just then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with so it is the appearing of Christ. Who is Christ? The resurrection. When he appears with the shout of an archangel, with the shouts of trumpet, what is that? His appearing will not be private. It will be public. And them that died in Christ will show up because the resurrection has appeared. Now this reality was not known to mother. So he's beginning to reveal who he is. He's saying, I am the resurrection. The reason why men will rise is because I will appear. Now, I don't need to wait for the trumpet. I have appeared in the grave of Lazarus. Do you believe? I, and I love this scripture. I am the resurrection and the life. I don't give life. I am the life. I don't give resurrection. I am the resurrection. He who believes in me, he who believes in me, who is he? The resurrection and the life. At this level, Mary, I am revealing another dimension that you never knew about me. So please, I know you believe I am the healer, but I'm also the resurrection and the life. If you now channel your faith to believing that I am the resurrection, not I will be, not I was. That is why the name Lazarus means he that the Lord has helped, not he that the Lord will help. Why? I am the resurrection. I, I don't exist in time. When you put me in the parameters of time, you have hindered my eternal dimensions. Time was created for man, but God has the ability to invade time and suspend time. I am. 
Oh God, what should I tell them? Who are you? And Moses is asking. He says, when they ask you who I am, tell them I am whom I am. In the Hebrew fashion, it says, I will be what I will be. You want a deliverer? I will be a deliverer. You want a healer? I will be a healer. You want a man that can open the Red Sea? I will be the one that opens the Red Sea. You want one that can feed you with the food that never runs out? I will be the supply. You want one that can clothe you with garments that never wear out? I will be that. He said, I am Kashatayaba. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, this is what he says, he that believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Why? He has believed in the life. Though he may be absent in the body, he will still live. And then I love the second part. And whoever lives and believes in me, shall never die. There is a level called the living believing. Living believing. Ah, my goodness. I am the resurrection. You know, I was told by my spiritual father, anytime you pastor a church, you must teach three messages. Always remind them the vision of the house. Every year. Always teach about biblical giving and always teach about eternal life. The, the concept of what we call eschatology, the life after this life. Every year, those three topics must be captured so that we know we are going in the same direction. So please, believe you me, before the year comes to an end, we'll handle a series to understand these matters of the end time. There are many things happening in our day and some of them are spiritual symbols and triggers that can tell you that indeed we could be closer to the end than we even think about it. You saw what the court did, the ruling they made? Yes, and I sat down with a judge and what the Lord brought into my spirit was that while men were sleeping, the devil was planting. You remember the church refused that constitution. You remember? It was politicized. We are told the things that are there, we need to change them in a later time. Now, one of the things that was there is what we call no discrimination against sex. Now, sex is not just action. Sex can mean conduct. Sex can mean intercourse. And sex can mean orientation. Now, that is what the judges pulled. And they said, according to the Constitution of Kenya, you are not supposed to discriminate against sex, which according to the definition grammar, sex means orientation. So let this group open what they want to open. That is the door that was used in South Africa to legalize. And whatever is happening is progressive implementation of that law. Meaning that if we do not rise, they have a better place legally to pass the matter. Are you getting me? Because now the, the Supreme Court is the highest court, but we have another court. In this land, it is the highest. Meaning that the ruling that has been made, you cannot petition. This was an ongoing case. So now we have to begin afresh. And it was so strategic because there are two believers, two believers who could not give their opinion because when the case began, they were not there. Two believers do. When they, you see, you can't participate in a case that you're not there. Two of them were not in that case. I will not mention names, but to go and look at the ruling, it's online. And you will even see those who affirm the ruling, three of them. 
And I won't, I won't lie to you. Because of the case, case of a generation, constitutionally, you can't fire judges. They are there until they are 75 years old. So meaning that the nation can be in a judicial ransom until 75, a man enters 75. There is another option. And that option is repent or, or, or justice. You can exit from that seat. We serve a God of justice. The church can pray that any man that sees that seat will not never be attracted to it. So that when they exit, it happened in America. There is, a, there is one judge that was against the policies of Trump. And, and those were policies that were taking the nation into jeopardy. That judge died physically. And they got the opportunity to put another who carried the values of a nation. If nothing happens, the three that are setting the destiny of this nation, if nothing happens, the three Kakosha Tire, we know who we serve. For the sake of a generation, Kenya cannot be sold by the decision of three. The destiny of a generation cannot be aborted because of three men. There is a God, the Bible says, is the God of all flesh. We announce on this altar, Kamande Pradia Kataya, Lebeke Toza Bataya, Emano Zabia Kata, the Lord of Heaven, the Lord of heaven the lord of heaven move in the judiciary move in your power the god of justice move in the judiciary and i won't lie to you this is not even our battle anyone fighting is fighting god how i wish they knew god is jealous about this generation he will guard it at any cost if nothing happens listen the only way out is to begin that case afresh and constitute a team. That's why we said you can have a God-fearing president. That's not the issue. The government is run by executive judiciary. Even that law that is being pushed by the MP, it, it is dead on arrival. Because the work of the court is to interpret uh, constitution. Now, unless we change the constitution and say no discrimination against sex, and sexy means does not mean orientation that clause will deliver the nation because we are dealing with human rights it cannot be changed in in parliament it needs referendum even if it means spending billions we better die of hunger than die of corruption i tell you the truth we, we can deal with hunger because it's seasonal perversion in a constitution a serious matter and when the church is called upon you are the church please when these hashtags come on twitter let us arise let us riot kenya cannot be a dumping site are we together our voice must be heard we are here for such a time as this it is either revival or revolution it cannot be either way a generation we cannot go to high schools when men are implementing we have intelligence people have been trained the, 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 that community has been trained on how to deal with media interviews and how to deal with the constitution they, their money has been poured to equip them so today i'm going to moranga because we also need to penetrate the generation they are targeting and one thing you don't know is that the moment you attack the identity of a man at that time talking to one of the lawyers in this house she told me when you attack the identity of a man that time that man becomes a zombie when you don't know whether you're a man or a woman then we can tell you there is no god we can tell you these things and you become a puppet of society 
So, so it is not a, it is not a sexual perversion. It's an attack of an identity, and it is not a behavior issue. It is an antichrist spirit. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be before the second coming. So there is an agenda to push the antichrist spirit. But as the wind has begun in the west, the wind among the young people, that young people can meet in a university and lift up their hands in worship, that wind will blow in East Africa. They can change the law, but they can never change our hearts they can change the law but they can never change our morals and we are here to declare let the wind of revival rise and overrule and overturn any agenda of the enemy in this land i speak as a pastor and as a father i have a responsibility to hand a sober nation to my children and tell them advance our war is not in guns our war is in hashtags and we are ready so please, it's not time to slumber. It's not time to wait for men to fight for you. This is the time we are rising with a Nehemiah anointing. A shovel on our hand, spear on the other hand, and intercession in our mouth. It is not just time to pray. We are praying armed. Even if it means camping in the judiciary, until they hear our sound. The land is ours, it's not for the judiciary. We can overrule that ruling. Yes, the constitution was written for us. We have power to change it. Yeah, it's not something that is written on stones. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Yes. You can do what they want to do. Even right now you put some stuff on Instagram. They highlight it. People are sitting globally trying to audit and monitor. Ah, we can come up with our own Facebook. Our own Instagram. If we have 3 billion Christians, that's enough quorum runs a enterprise. Hallelujah. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom. We are here for just a few years. Let our time count. We are not, he said, whom did you go to see? A man clothing, uh, you know, fabrics of linen. Those are in the palace. He said, this man dressed in, 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 in sackcloths and even in skins, eating locusts. The things that make men bow, he has no appetite for that delicacy. Whatever he eats, you cannot eat. He eats whatever eats and attacks harvest. He's the consumer of the attack of harvest. Because anytime there is a harvest, it is the locusts that attack them. But a man comes with a prophetic anointing. He's eating locusts, the attack of harvest. We are Shataya. We are coming in that anointing to eat what is attacking a harvest in our generation. It is not the delicacy of this world is not titles and power the president took a bible he vowed to protect the constitution so don't wait for the president to talk some people are saying oh, what is happening we have a god-fearing president listen those who wrote the constitution will run the nation the man will be there for five or ten years but the constitution will be there after and before him so that's why when the church was asleep things were planted that's just one we don't know how many things are hidden in that constitution may the lawyers arise and point everything bad if it means in these 10 years we change that constitution, we are ready. And when, when any man dies in that bench, because they will die, we need men that are born of God. Yes. They will die. I, I'm speaking under the anointing. This is a battle of a generation. This one is a battle. You can't stand. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And it will not be the hand of any man. No. They will know this is the hand of God. And they will sit in that judiciary trembling, knowing there are matters you have to consult heaven. 
I am the resurrection. Sorry, sometimes you need to take apostolic directions and correct some matters. Tell your neighbor, he's the resurrection. He's the resurrection. Now listen, we have a few minutes and, and we just conclude this matter. Oh, where were we? So he shows up and, and, they, and they come and say, but if you're here, you know, I know that statement. If you're here, Lord, this will not have happened. Everyone in life, you reach a place and feel like God has delayed. But I want to tell you the truth. He comes in his own time. Because he's the one that orchestrates the events of life. What this scripture reveals to me, there are new situations that are platforms of new revelations. Yes. There are situations that are new in your life, but they are platforms of revelation. As you grow in the Lord, there are things you don't doubt God for. But when you enter some levels, there are battles that are introduced so that you can know him in a deeper level. This was an opportunity for that household to know him as the one that raises the dead. Never look at a situation as judgment. Look it at as an opportunity of revelation. Pastor, what are you saying? I just lost my mother. I just lost my father. How will you ever know the fatherhood of God? That I'm the father to the fatherless. How will you ever enter in that reality? Have you ever realized you can never comfort a person that has lost a loved one if you've never lost one? And have you ever realized there is a place they enter and there is a grace they encounter that you can't explain it? A friend of mine was a pastor. He lost his wife and his child on that delivery bed. And no one could comfort that man. Pastor Nita knows him. No one could comfort that man. Because he's a big preacher. He knows all the scriptures. The mother spiritually was a prophet. And he was from driving the mother to a mission. And then you go to the hospital and you're told we are sorry. But I want to tell you the truth. No one can tell you about the peace of God better than that man. We know it from written scripture. Because it is written that the peace of God that surpasses human understanding. There is a man walking in that reality. Because there are environments, scriptures become alive. So there are, there, there are platforms. We, we see them as afflictions. But according to Zion, this has happened that I may be glorified. My son will never know me in a deeper level if this does not show up. Hi. And there are things that come your life. And when you conquer them, you have authority over them. Some, uh, they, oh, like, like for me, I know God paid school fees for me. So if a man comes and tells me, uh, please, I'm believing God for school fees. I don't pray from ideas. I pray from experience. Because I know that I know there is a God who pays school fees because he did it for me. So overcoming that matter. That is why a person that is healed of cancer does not make religious prayers. They are praying from a place of authority and a place of conviction. There are things you win and you become an authority over them. This is a level of promotion. And so he's saying, where did you lay him? Why? Because I'm not yet done with him. I am the resurrection. Where did you lay him listen he, he he had to ask them to take him because as a friend they would have thought this was a plan you play dead then i come so he was not there when he died he was not there when they buried him and of course the man was not buried in the city he was out the city so he's asking them where did you bury him and even today that question is being asked in zion where did they bury you because the lord is not yet done with you he's asking where did they bury you why the resurrection is coming they are mad in your life that you buried there are things that are dead 
tonight my goodness tonight I woke up I think I was in a trance and I saw a coffin and I saw a man and I saw myself preaching in a barrio and then the eyes of the man began to move and the man rose up and I knew in the spirit as I'm preaching this word there is resurrection coming in the spirit of men I know the power is landing on some people the question is where did you lay him because I said this disease is not unto death why can't you believe me at my word where did you lay him they took him to the grave he said now roll away the stone roll away the stone in every assignment of Zion there is what man does and there is what God does miracles are a product of partnership there is something you need to do there is something he needs to do he said roll away the stone why I am not even the one who rolled it there as God he had power to roll it away but he said take away the stone there are instructions that come upon men so that divinity can have access I don't know what stone you have placed over matters but I came to tell you he is not yet done with Lazarus Lazarus means God has helped he's not coming to help he's coming to confirm that this man is already helped he said take away the stone what is a stone it is a center of hindrance and belief can be a stone your experience can be a stone mother came and said but listen master the man must be stinking the man must be stinking because on the fourth day we all know according to science the body begins to rot and you know you came late if you are here he will not be in the stinking mode you would have healed him if you came on the second day it would have been better if you came on the third but Jesus if you are here early matters would have changed he said Martha did I tell you if you believe you will see the Lord is repeating the same statement he's saying son put away your experience put away your science put away whatever you have gone through just believe I am the resurrection put away what you have had men say put away other people's stories put away your uncle and auntie's story I am the resurrection at this time he never spoke to mother as a friend he spoke to mother as God there is authority in that statement did I not say this is not a language of friendship this is now God taking his rank over the matter to you that if you will believe you will see the glory of God may you not stand on the pathway of glory I say may you not stand on the pathway of glory let your circumstance turn out as a platform of revelation and a platform of glory and the Bible says they rolled away the stone he didn't even need to enter he looked at the multitude he looked at the multitude he was in that commotion even him he wept but the Bible says he was grieved from inside these were genuine tears he, he knew he has not lost a friend but he was grieving for the unbelief of the people because if you don't see me as the resurrection even your faith in me is doomed Paul writes and says if he never rose from the dead then our faith is in vain he was grieved from the inside anytime we don't believe him at his word there is a grieving we cause him anytime we look at our experience and don't believe at his word there is a grieving that we cause him the Bible says he wept those tears were not because of Lazarus he came to raise Lazarus so this is not emotional these are tears of looking at the people 
people he came to deliver and they don't believe in him and these are the people if they don't believe in the resurrection then their faith is doomed he says now listen take away take away where did you lay him roll away the stone then he looked unto the heaven and said father i prayed i i never came to pray there are miracles that manifest because of your encounters in the secret place you don't need to wait for matters to arise you can pray so that you can show up on a dead shop and say come forth there are matters that are waiting for you to take one week in the mountain address them in the spirit by your appearance life will begin to move out don't be the one that prays out of crisis begin to pray to align matters he said i prayed but so that they can believe that i am he whom you said he said now where did you lay him he said lazarus he had to he had to specify the name because in that territory many things were dead there were dead dreams dead animals there were dead trees and the resurrection was there meaning that if he was not specific on the specimen where anything that was dead would have come alive he was in the graveyard he was specific he came for a man even today he specific he came for a man he said lazarus come forth and tonight this evening this morning i mean i came to declare of a man whose stones have already been rolled away who people think you're already rotting i came to announce in the name of jesus come forth come forth get out of the grave of depression get out it is not yet over no you are not stinking the resurrection is here no it is not over the king of glory is standing next to that grave he's saying come forth come forth come forth i am not yet done with you i still have you engraved on my palm i know the number of hair on your head i never created you to die like a mere man oh lazarus you cannot be my friend and die like one that never knew me come forth today i hear in the holy ghost people are getting out of their coffins people are getting out of their graves wherever the devil entrapped you lay come forth pastor the economy is collapsing pastor there is a drought yes i know but who kept that stone there roll it away roll it away if only you are here early i didn't need to come early i needed to come now so that you can know i am the resurrection and the life i didn't need to come in your time i came in my time so that you can know matters about my life that you never knew Kamola Sadaya, Belemendo Sipradoshka, Balira Sopadia. I release the resurrection power. Every dead thing in your life, we command it now. Come forth, come forth, come forth. Whatever you are going through, Peleros, Epako Dabia, Sakomedia, the Lord has helped. If only you are here. He didn't need to come when you wanted him to come. He came when it was appropriate. You are a friend of God. There are things you need to know about God that other people don't know. Ah, 
allow me then to say this there are times that God can entrust you with afflictions so that he can reveal details about his life when men reach a place and say even death can never separate me from the love of God there is something that man knows there is a level you grow in him that these material things can never make you lose your faith there is a level you grow in him that even in affliction your wife can come and say cast the Lord and leave you will say you are now thinking like a foolish woman why my connection with him is beyond what men value as blessing my connection with him is beyond what he can give my connection with him is deeper than matters but this is the challenge with many <coughs> let me get a show allow me to show you something there are only two places where men were involved just come there are only two places the first place is to roll away the stone take away the hindrance that's your part take away your experience take away what you've heard about men I realize when you go through something you begin to hear many things about that thing you go and make a loss in business you'll find all people that have made losses it's as if they are affirming that this thing you can't do it and so he said roll away the stone yes I know he's thinking that is, but according to me he's not dead he's asleep because I'm modeling a pattern that will happen after I resurrect because when I die and resurrect this was almost one week before Jesus died so when Jesus looked at that tomb he also saw himself one week later that he will be confined in a place but it will take the resurrection power for him to get out. He was also modeling a pattern that even though men die and rot, there is hope after the trumpet. Am I speaking to anyone? This was a form of rapture. Though he never received the glorified body, it was restoration of hope to the church that death has no power over friends of God. That's why he said he's asleep in the book of the Salonian. That is the same language that Paul uses. That when we sleep, them that sleep in the Lord, we don't mourn like them that don't know the Lord. Why? We know they sleep it. We have an evidence of Lazarus coming back and Jesus coming back. We know that when we sleep, we will wake up one day. When there is a reaction, when the resurrection shows up, we will wake up as Lazarus woke up. This is the second place where a man was involved. This man was wrapped with garments of the grave. It is one thing to be out of the grave, it's another thing to be off the grave garments. Listen, this man was wrapped up from his head, his hands, his legs. There are people out of the graveyard, but they can never see, they can never hear, they can never move. They are out, but still with the grave garments. And here Jesus never dealt with them. He said, take away the garments of the grave. And prophetically, that's what we came to do to some people today. There are people who are alive, but they are not moving. They have an identity of the grave. 
I want to declare in the name of Jesus, let the grave come and fall from your life. Let that mindset of death live your life in the name of Jesus. Let that declaration of death, let it get out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. You are not just out of the grave, you are also out of the grave comment. Take them off, Kapa. So Mina Katoria Bala, you are alive. Let the scent of the grave leave you. Let the scent. Watch a harufu ya kifo ikuache. Watch a mavazi ya kifo. Iwa chane na wewe. Katika jina la yesu. Tunatangaza ufufuzi na kuachiliwa. Watu waende katika makazi yao. Whatever the Lord ordain you to do. Arise and manifest. Oh, look at chapter 12 verse 1. We are finishing. Chapter 12 verse 1. Chapter 12. Then the sixth day before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Chapter 12 of your life is opening today. The 12 Jesus, the 12th chapter is opening today. In chapter 12, he was back at home, back to fellowship. He was not raised from the dead just to feel alive. He was raised because that house offered fellowship to the Lord. You are not just coming alive to feel alive. You are getting back the vibrancy of prayer. You are getting back the vibrancy of searching the word of the Lord. You are getting back the vibrancy of communion with the Lord. He has missed that fellowship. He must get you out so that there can be chapter 12 of your life. You must get back to the place of your encounter. I declare today in the mighty name of Jesus let chapter 12 of your life let it open up Jesus is coming back to Bethany he's coming back to commune he's coming back to meet you a friend of Christ Kabbalah Baba Seketelebozia Rapolia Capella Anita just come Zelia Bara there is a wind blowing life dry bones are coming back to life there is a wind blowing yes the economy is hard matters are hard but we cannot die here Bekazopia Lebelezotila Rakopa Dila Barascos Embeketosia Laporia Camanos Belia Cataya away the garment of the grave. Take away every depression, every spirit of suicide, every spirit of despair, every giving up. Get out of my life. Hashataya. Zelia Paraskopaya. Hear a sound. There is a shaking. The mighty power of the sorry God is Every dry bone is rising up again. Every dry bone is rising back again. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. There is a shaking. Let every grave be shaken. Every foundation of the grave. Shake now. Release the dead. Release the men that are trapped. 
the resurrection. Whatever is dead, let it come back. Anything that died because of a disease, we command it back now. Let the sick be healed. Let men be restored. I see you rising again. Chapter 12 of your life is coming up. You are going back to the place of your ordinance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't look at the weather. Don't look at the economy. It is not into death. No, that is the one. Do you believe? Do you live believing? It is not unto death. It is not unto death. That situation is a platform of glory. New dimensions of knowing it. Hallelujah. No quitting. Tell that neighbor, neighbor, it is not you. You cannot quit. Tell that neighbor, neighbor, life has injected in your life. Rise and move. A generation is waiting on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, let's get in our pockets. It is end month. It's time to give our tithes. Time to give our fast fruit. Time to own our pledges. Time to give our offering. I, I, I tell you, always feel limited with this first service and second service. We are moving quickly. Hallelujah. Yes, because this now would have ministered to people. Hallelujah. But I bless the Lord. He, he also knows we have this time. And I know He moves and He has moved. I'm feeling a fragrance. Life has come back. Yeah. Feeling a fragrance. Fragrance. Life has come back. Some people, your life will never be the same again. I saw it in a dream. People getting out of coffins. Lives. Eyes receiving vitality. The giving details are there. 325959 0726714713 and also 5299.29 for the project. We will be in Moranga this afternoon for a mega rally. Then tonight I'll be traveling to Bahrain. The Lord has opened a door to go and preach in that Arab nation. So please put me in your prayers. But I'll be back on Friday. Hallelujah. So that does not tell you on Sunday you don't come. Mutanikuta hapa. hapa sana. Hallelujah. Are you, are, you, are you ready to give? Oh Jesus. My wife, did you carry my wallet? My, did you carry our money? Oh, sir. We will give. Uh, Father, we bless you. And we honor you. Thank you for the giving of your children. Thank you for the tithe. Thank you for the fast fruit. Thank you for all manner of offerings. Lord, thank you that we have already moved in our new ground. And you've already blessed your children. And even the money needed is already settled. Thank you, Lord, because... We are coming forth. No more graveyard attires. It's time to shine and manifest. Let your glory radiate. I bless you in this coming week. And I declare the hand of the Lord is upon you. I declare you are walking in chapter 12 of your life. The vitality of life. The renewal of life. You have encountered Christ. Go back 
and manifest in the glory of the Father. The weak have received their strength. No accident, no incident, no premature death, nothing from hell shall be shall, is permitted to be upon you. I bless you with fatherly blessings and I bless you with priestly blessings. Go and become and manifest in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. May God bless you. We love you so much. Hallelujah. Oh, I 